This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 33rd Sunday of the Church's year, the 13th of November. There have been two major earthquakes in central Italy in recent weeks, which have brought devastation and loss of life. I remember myself several years ago being in central Italy and feeling the tremor from another minor earthquake not far from where I was staying, which was a very odd sensation indeed. Initially, you just don't know what's going on. We've all seen what happens during and after an earthquake. Buildings collapse, homes are lost, and monolithic structures are undermined. In the recent Italian earthquake, many famous buildings in Rome were found to have faults in their foundations and facades. It's this kind of scenario that the readings of this Sunday display to us. It is apocalypse, a Greek word that means uncovering, rather in the same way that the Latin equivalent, revelation, means also an unveiling, a taking away of the veil. Something of great significance is being uncovered and told to us here. That is, the full significance of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, and what the implications are for us. So the readings and the prayers at this time of the year are always full of references to apocalyptic events, the disintegration of the world, the destruction of earthly temples, the resurrection of the body, life everlasting. To prepare us for all this, the Church asks us to adopt an attitude of purification, The need for purification in our lives is something even those without any religious faith see as important. Detox regimes and other body-pampering therapies have the aim of trying to restore our bodies to a more healthy, natural state. Our spiritual nature, our soul, needs this too, and hence the evolving over the centuries of those spiritual exercises which have the aim of bringing body and soul into a healthier state, a more perfect harmony. Now our Christian faith is clear on this need for purification. It's achieved through penance and mortification during our life and after death this purification is called purgatory. This is often a misunderstood place. It isn't some kind of lesser hell but a place of mercy, of love and desire for God. It's a reality which also reminds us to pray for our loved ones, the faithful departed who have gone before us, and to pray for them constantly. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says, As for certain lesser faults, we must believe that before the final judgment there is a purifying fire. He who is truth says that whoever utters blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will be pardoned neither in this age nor in the age to come. From this sentence, we understand that certain offences can be forgiven in this age, but certain others in the age to come. As we approach the end of this year of mercy, which is the Feast of Christ the King next weekend, we can look back with gratitude on all that's been preached and taught about this great attribute of God, his mercy. The teaching of the Bible, together with the teaching of the Church, tell us that something monumental is anticipated. We live after what Jesus has done and before the end of the world. We live in what 
often seems like apocalyptic times, but we are actually living, if you will, in the in-between times. In the resurrection of Jesus, an earthquake has occurred that has shattered and undermined the foundations of the world. The church therefore says to the world and to every person, get out of those old buildings which are damaged and begin living in the new world. We live in those in-between times, between the earthquake of Jesus' resurrection and the definitive arrival of the new world. So the readings at this time are a description of what life will be like in these in-between times. This message is a threat to the old world, which Jesus has come to wipe away. It's a message that threatens the world in which we live, and the church as the messenger gets persecuted for preaching it, because it is the message which the world and its rulers don't want to hear. Therefore, the instinct is kill the messenger. The church will be persecuted as long as she speaks the liberating words of Jesus Christ. We know that of all of the Christian centuries, the, the 20th century was the one which had the most martyrs, which is hard to believe, but as the church grows in strength and numbers, so do her persecutors. So how should we live during these in-between times? Jesus himself has told us. He says, I myself shall give you an eloquence and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed and put to death, but your endurance will win you your lives. We have a simple task in these in-between times, which is to speak, preach, teach and live the gospel with courage, that saving message of Jesus Christ. And we do it with the authority of the Lord himself. The power of the old world cannot overcome us, so we have courage despite wars despite earthquakes and persecutions, and despite the rulers of this world with all their plans. The simple task is, announce the gospel, announce the teaching of Jesus Christ and of his church at every opportunity. We ask Mary to assist us, as mothers do, in striving for perfection and encouraging us not to flag in the race for the prize, which is eternal life. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, O Lord our God, the constant gladness of being devoted to you, for it is full and lasting happiness to serve with constancy the author of all that is good. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.